<laughs> You're gonna get a noise complaint. If anybody, if if you, I'm sure people can tell this audio is gonna be a nightmare to work with. Hello, welcome everybody to mixed reviews for the first time in the same room. This is the first time we actually see each other in person in like a while. Hi, four, Gary. Four years. Gary's here for it. Oh, I spooked him. Is it actually four years? It's been four, because remember, you were supposed to come last year after being gone for three years, but then you had a COVID scare. I haven't been gone for three years. I moved out in 2019. It feels like four. Oh my god. Okay, so it's literally <laughs> only been two years. It's fine. It's not that big of a deal. Um, Time moves slower when you're 27. It this doubles. This is our podcast. Oh, it is? <laughs> Page, you picked the movie this week, kind of. I did. So I watched Enter the Void after Sasha briefly brought it up, and it was on my list, and I saw it, and it is the best thing I've ever experienced in my life. And Sasha was like, "We should do that." I'm like, "We 100 should." Yeah, because I think well, I think we had a different movie plan, but who cares? Yeah, because no, your uh, your first impression of the movie was exactly my first impression of the movie when I first watched it, uh, because I saw this movie for the first time when I was 15. And I was very high, and it was my first, like, experimental, I guess, movie. It is pretty experimental. Yeah, it's got a lot of lot of traits from those kinds of movies. And it was, like, my first, um, like, psychedelic, I guess, looking movie. And, yeah. like, a melodrama. Um, and it was very visceral. It is. And I think it was one of the first movies that was, like, a drama that was told non-chronologically for me. Yeah, it, I mean, it's told chronologically. It's weird. It's so hard to pinpoint what this movie is because they do like a pseudo one take throughout the whole film. Yeah. Which yeah. is fucking dope, but it goes through like flashbacks and everything, and like half the movie is CG because they had to mesh that all together. Like almost all the environments are CG. Yeah. Because they had to put it like that. How would you how would you describe the plot of this film? Because I just call it like the Buddhist experience. The Buddhist experience? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I would say it's just like, um, like the the experience of tripping i guess like yeah going through the trip in its entirety and the movie feels equally as long yeah. as almost every trip i've ever been on <laughs> <laughs> because good god i don't i don't i can't even remember the last time i've actually finished this movie to be honest i so i watched it through twice fully through and it does have that experience where it's like there's a high there's a peak and then there's a mellow and then there's a point where you're like is this over yet and then it's not yeah i've never tripped a day in my life but just the opening sequence alone like preps you like oh, it's, yeah. it's like a hypnosis. There's this cool thing they do with the credits where it's like, if you have epilepsy, viewers beware. Because <laughs> it just flashes you with lights with words. And it like, I... It strobes the uh, the opening credits. It's so... No I've never seen anything done like that. Yeah, it's, it's very lightly used. I feel like what I like about Gaspar Noe's films in particular is he takes these like experimental and visual assets that other people use, but he like explodes them in yeah. his movies and like really takes advantage of them and whether or not his movies land it's kind of a hit or miss with me which is why i don't say he's my favorite director but like the fact that he goes for it makes his movies makes me want to watch them every single time um and i think this one is definitely like the most visual heavy out of all of the movies that he's except for maybe like lux aeterna but that's 50 minutes so, so i don't really count that this is like the, this is this i've seen climax and this and i want to say i've seen irreversible or reversible what is it irreversible yeah. i remember watching a movie that's told backwards He's gonna do that the whole time. <laughs> okay. Should we get a Gary cam? Oh, we'll, we'll we'll put a Gary cam in later. Okay. So, um, it it's the first 
movie I've seen of his that I've thoroughly enjoyed. Like, I liked Climax, but I was like, this is a movie that's not for me. Yeah, fair. Where this is, it's, it. I'm such a nihilist, and this just peers so much down the nihilistic lens where it's oh, like, yeah, nothing yeah. fucking matters. Which is what's really cool about this, because I feel like if you watch this movie and don't really think about it, it could come off as a very religious, like, yeah. movie. And Gaspar Noé is like openly against religion yeah. of any kind. <laughs> um, and he's like said in interviews, like he's like, yeah, this movie's literally just what would happen if somebody was high and got shot. It's it's so good. Yeah, everything everything about this movie is is literally perfection to me. I I mentioned this to you briefly, but I think this may trump Black Swan. We have to give wow. it about a year. Yeah, please. Yeah, no, because I I well no. Because you've hit the, the two times. Because I remember when I first watched this movie and I was like blown away by it. And I watched it two times. I have never been able to revisit it like in its entirety the way I have the first two times I watched it. Well, that's the same thing I had with Black Swan watching it. Where the first time I watched it, I will never have that impact again. Yeah. No well, I mean, for me, it was a substantial difference. I was like, oh, this movie is pretty unspectacular once you have gone through it before. Eh, fair. I, so when I watched it again, there were different things that I noticed, different little setups. Because if you just watch it, I didn't really notice that they tell you the whole plot of the film when you first start. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they, and I love it when movies do that. They sit there and, like, Oscar, my favorite character in the movie, this strange French man, is just walking <laughs> down. He's like, have you read the Tibetan? Oh, Alex. Alex. Al Alex. Alex is the main guy. Al uh, Oscar is the main guy. Yeah, Oscar's the main guy. Alex is his friend. Right, Alex. Uh, his name should be Oscar. He's French. Why is it not Oscar? I don't know. The, but Alex, they he takes some DMT, which I had to Google half the drugs in these movies. Really? Yeah. I am not yeah, a druggie. That's true, yeah. I am not. I was literally snapping my friend. I was like, what? what is GHB? What is this stuff? <laughs> I didn't know. Um, and he takes some DMT, and then they're walking down uh, like a, a fire escape or something. And Oscar tells him about this plot of the Tibetan Book of the Dead, which is basically like, when you die, uh, you are reincarnated, but here's the path of you getting reincarnated, and then that is what you see throughout the whole movie, down to the lights, down to the colors, down to you re-experiencing your life. Yeah. It, it, I didn't catch that the first time, because, the frankly, the sound in this movie is horrible. I couldn't understand. Oh, no, a, yeah, it's god-awful. I couldn't understand it's, a word anybody was saying. It's so hard. Well, and that's, uh, most of the dialogue is improvised, too. Yeah. And that's very common in Gaspar's movies, because most of the movies he's done, um, the dialogue's improvised. So that's the kind of nice thing, is it doesn't really matter. But yeah, especially your first time watching it. I, I would be surprised if anybody could ca gather all of the pieces of this movie in the first time watching it, because you're, especially at the beginning, oh, you're so overstimulated at that uh, point. After the credits? Well, after the credits and, um... Um, then he, that's before he takes the hit of the DMT, and that's oh, yeah. when you get the pulsing lights, and it starts going to the third person perspective. That shit And then it comes sick. back, and then it does the first person shot in the mirror, which still to this day blows my mind. I have no idea how they did that. In uh, like 2008? Two, was it? 2007. 2007. Yeah. They CG'd out a camera. Yeah. And it looks flawless. It looks so good. Um, the simulated blinking. That, I loved that. that yeah, that I know was, that's a, definitely something that people are like, either like or don't like, but I think that's really cool. So I talked about this movie with a friend, and he was literally like, I couldn't do it because I don't like blinking. I'm like, really? I started blinking with the it's character. It's so calming, It's yeah. seamless. Yeah, it's super seamless. And it also utilizes a really cool 
technique that you notice a lot in Gaspar Noé's movies, and it uses it in this movie too, um, where he like will use a black frame between cuts. Yeah. So like a lot of movies, like it'll cut from a shot directly to another shot. Where he'll do it, it'll cut. There'll be like a frame of black, and then it'll cut to the just next one thing. single frame, just so one you can't frame. see it. Yeah. So it just goes. It just goes movie black movie. Yeah. Um. So it almost simulates blinking, and he does this in a lot of his movies. But this is the only one where where he, it had like, like a where, shutter. Where it has like the shutter. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a really creative way to use a technique that he's already familiar with yeah. and, like, twisting it into a different way, which is, again, like, another reason why I really like his movies because he's always doing, like, crazy new stuff with that type of stuff. It, it was so interesting to me how they got that first person's per- perspective, how they got that rig set up to have, like, I don't know if they just had a dude constantly behind him, like, yeah. pushing the camera, like, through his shoulder or something to still get his hands in frame. Yeah. But then they do a pan out as well. Well, from what I understand, it was a lot of crane movement, so I wonder if they the, even had the crane with him. The crane in this movie is so good. It's absurd. Uh, this It's it, so smooth. It's understandable why nobody wanted to pick this movie up, because they thought it would be too expensive. Uh, because the, the crane use, and it, it's good. It's, it's really so good. good. It, but if you saw that on paper, that is ambitious. There's a it pans over like complete buildings. Yeah, it pans into over a all of Tokyo. They well, and they had to they had to go back and do reshoots at locations that they had already shot on location. So a lot of those ups are rebuilt sets Jesus. of places that they already were. Yeah. I'm sure it's I'm absolutely I'm nuts. sure there's tons of miniatures. Yeah, oh yeah, they did like props, they did helicopter shots over Tokyo. This movie was supposed to take place on like three different countries. Like, and Tokyo all- and instead it's all Tokyo cuz that'd be it's just way easier. Um, I think it's cooler too. It's cooler yeah, I, I mean, uh, I like the idea because one of the places they wanted to bring it was New York, and I like the idea of a movie like this in New York because, mm-hmm. like, the grungy, like, disgusting aesthetic of like this dirty Japan that you're walking around is really, really cool, and I think that would translate really well to New York. But I don't think it's necessary to do a jump like that. I like that it's more in Tokyo because it gives it more of a surreal effect. Because how many times do you see the actual streets of Tokyo? Exactly. Like I've this? Ne- I don't think I've ever seen. So it almost makes it feel otherworldly because essentially we've yeah. never seen this. Well, especially um, since it's an English speaking movie, which is, he guess by the way, also doesn't really do English speaking movies either. Yeah, I was shocked because um, I thought yeah. it was in French. It was. It's English because he wanted it to be so visual heavy and he didn't want people to get distracted by subtitles. Oh. So he specifically made it in English for this one. I mean, but, I still had to watch it. I tried to turn subtitles off because I was like this is clearly a visual experience yeah. but I'm like I can't understand a single word anybody is saying yeah um, but I think that that going along with it's Americans in Japan and Tokyo so different from America yeah like I feel like that goes along with this like surreal environment that they're like going through um, it's, it's, it's crazy it's absolutely insane this this movie is it has a weird feeling to it. Um, That's what I know. Both times I watched it, it left me in like this trance, and like I don't know if it's like some sort of hippie thing with the lights, because that strobe effect comes back four or five times throughout the movie. Yeah. Whenever there's a transition to like him uh, experiencing a new emotional point in his life, life you see the flashes. Yeah. Again, and he, uh, what I liked Gaspar Noé did is I thought he was going to do it as intense as long as he did, but each time he did it, he pulled it back more and yep. more and more. So it was all, it almost became like a subconscious you're getting used to it. Yeah. Kind of yeah. deal. It's, which is I which is also a really cool thing about his movies um because yeah, they're they are so weird. So like once you get past the jarringness of them and when he continues to keep reeling you in once you've become used to it already, that to me is like mastery of filmmaking. Yeah. Like to be able to do that, it's crazy to me. Um and I liked how you were describing like the highs and lows of this movie because this movie experiences what I call Gaspar's lull, 
which all of his movies have, they like all dip off in the third act. Yeah. They just come to a screaming halt, which is why I like Climax so much, because I feel like that one, it does it in the beginning of the second act. I so hate that beginning. I, I love it. But, it, but what, you, get it, you get it out of the way, and then you have the rest of the movie, and the rest of the yeah. movie is just crazy shit. Where this movie, and like all the other ones, they like, you hit the third act, and you're like, okay. Yeah. This is still going, and you know everything that's already happened, which is another thing about telling stuff backwards. Yeah. Like this is like, the, the main character dies in the first 30 minutes of the movie. Yeah, well, kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, no, he does. He does die. He, he does die, but it's, like, now ghost Oscar. Yeah, yeah. But, like, so you know where it's going to end up. And even an irreversible, like, the tragedy of that movie happens, like, directly at the halfway mark. So, like, everything following that, you already know what it's going to lead up to. So I feel like you care less and less and less. Yeah. So the longer you stretch that out... Especially for a movie like this that is two hours and forty one minutes. It is long, but it's long. Did not shit. feel long. It it does have that lull, but like the only lull I've experienced that consistently in another director is Tim Burton. But let me explain. Tim Burton does it because he doesn't know what the fuck to do with the second act. So you <laughs> stop being interested. With this lull, I was never not interested because it's so visually stimulating. Yeah. There's always something going on. But that's where I feel like this movie loses a lot of its, like, potential, like, not potential, but a lot of its impact upon rewatching it. Because once you watch it enough times, like, the visuals are really the only thing that carry this movie. Yeah. And so once you get past that, the rest of it's relatively underwhelming. Yeah. Like, it's essentially, like, two traumatized kids who had bad lives, who grew up to be fucked up people, and they're fucked up people. Yeah, these characters are the not movie. redeemable at all. Yeah. Um, so the story, I guess, we can we could we could bake into it. Yeah. How do you? There's there's so it, this story is so abstract. Like you say, like they're fucked up people, but like we see like what maybe three things in their lives. Yeah, it's a lot of um, like the juxtaposition of things. Yeah. Is what is what kind of leads you to believe that they're fucked up? But it's two orphans. Um, are they twins or are they just older and younger? I thought they were twins that were fucking each other. I also thought they were twins, but I thought that I don't think that they were fucking each other. I thought that they had a weird. I thought that they just had a weird thing. I think the sister wants to fuck the brother, but the brother is like, I mean, I do, but we can't. Yeah, I think that they're both just confused because of how fucked up they are, <coughs> and that's the only love that they know. So they're oh, like, oh, why'd you get it deep and Freudian? Because you're gonna make it. You're making it sound like they're just fucking incestuous weirdos. It's psychological. I don't care what psychological <laughs> spin you put on it. If you fuck your sister, you're weird. Oh, you are. I'm just saying. But, but there are things that make people fuck their sister, I guess. <laughs> I'm not justifying it at all. It's disgusting. It's weird. Sasha encourages you fuck your sister. Absolutely not. If there's anything that you should know by me returning to Michigan, please stop fucking your brothers and sisters. Please, for the love of God. There are too many of them running around. It's up to us to stop it. <laughs> you can't, anyway. You can't stop an epidemic. <laughs> if I put my mask on. <laughs> if I put my mask on, the incests can't get me. <laughs> Which is unfortunately a theme in, I think, almost all of his movies is incest. I mean, he's French. He's Argentinian. Is there a difference? <laughs> No, I guess not. <laughs> Wait, come back into frame. Did oh, I scare you frame? away? I didn't want it to be too gay. Oh, yeah, I can move back. Should we just start doing patty cakes? Should we do Cat, you want to do Cat's Cradle? How do you do Cat's Cradle? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you want to Google Cat's Cradle and then try it? 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do we need? Paracord? Isn't that the thing where you yeah, need Yeah, I think you just need string. Gary, <laughs> find a string. <laughs> Here, take my car keys. <laughs> Don't rush the Bonneville. <laughs> um, so this, where do you want it? Where, where oh yeah, we were talking about the movie. So yeah, it's the two <laughs> twins who are messed up because um, their parents died in a pretty violent car crash. Yeah, incredible car. Oh! Incredible. Oh, there's so much to unpack. Okay, can we just say? Okay, this scene has. This movie has the two most visceral death scenes I think I've ever seen. It's the or ever. The, the, him getting shot. Oh, I that, was I was not. Oh, that by every time I watch that scene, it, like because I never I like expect it, but I don't expect it. But especially the first time I watched this movie, when he, I, because that was just like, this was like the first movie that I saw like the main character get shot, like murdered right away. Oh yeah, because like, you were die. fifteen. Yeah, I'm I was, twenty. I have twenty-seven years. Yeah, of people exactly, getting shot on exactly, camera. Exactly. So for me, I was like, and I didn't know anything about this movie going into it. I yeah. went into it just high and just being like, this is a crazy, trippy movie. So we did went, you watch it high both times? I think so. See, I watched it sober, and it had this. That's what's impressive to me is I didn't have to be on anything to yeah. get the impact. Yeah. Um. No, because when I was watching it, I was like, because uh, it's a first person shot and he gets shot like through the door from the back and it's super loud and it like jolts the whole camera. And I, yeah, I don't know that it always like it makes me jump out of my seat every time I watch it. It does. It, it almost it almost feels like the bullet pushes against his yeah. chest from the camera. Yeah. So like the camera pushes forward when he gets shot. Which almost disappoints me in like the uh, in the morgue when you see his body and there's just one tiny hole oh, yeah. underneath his nipple. I'm like, it felt like you got hit by a shot. Which I mean, I've never I'm sure been, I've never been shot. Yeah, like I want to say I've never been shot. I assume it probably is like that, regardless of how big the bullet is. Yeah, but. Yeah, that I thought that death scene, and it's gross, and it's gritty, and and it's it. I feel like it does kind of come out of nowhere. Yeah, and when I watched that death scene again, this movie really isn't emotional. I would say, but him like being not ready to die in that instance kind of pulled yeah. at my heartstring a little bit. Yeah. Seeing him just be like, I can't die. What? I no, I'm die. I'm just high. I'm just high. I'm not dying. What are you talking about? I also I know that you said you didn't trip, but that like double that doubled up like voiceover he has in his head while he's tripping, where it's like one voice is saying one thing and the other one's usually saying like the polar opposite. Or it's like trying to reassure him. Is that a thing? That's that such a thing when you're like on drugs. Oh wow. Yeah. Um. So I think, I, how I, do people trip? I could. I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, the way he did it was crazy. I, I feel like he... Because he was on, like, he said he took tabs in the morning. So, yeah, I think that's acid. So he took acid, and then he took DMT, which my friend was explaining to me. You usually can't move when you're on DMT. Yeah, DMT is, like, it activates the, like, dream part of your brain. Yeah. Which is, so you were on LSD, and then you opened up your brain more. That's, how yeah. are you not vomiting? I mean, I know it's a movie. Yeah. Well, then he's like, oh, yeah, I'll go to a club and deal drugs. <laughs> I was like, the last thing you should ever do when you're on drugs is run errands. That was the <laughs> last thing, because it's not going to get done. It won't get done properly. Yeah, you should never run errands on drugs. I got to pick up my Costco groceries yeah. while I'm tripping balls. Yeah. No, that that was crazy. Um, and then that... The part where he was like, when someone's knocking at the door, he's like, is someone here? And then someone's like, did I, and he's like, did I scream? Yeah. I was like that, like, cause I feel like that happens too. Cause you forget like stuff that you're doing as you're doing it. Yeah. So it's like, you would just do something random, like, like just scream at the top of your lungs. And like three minutes later, be like, why are people staring at me? Like I yeah. just scream at the top of my lungs. Yeah. yeah it's um, cause you're high and you look high as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's why um, people are looking at you. Yeah, and then the car crash. The car crash is super crazy. The car that's another inside the car too for it you. It is it is inside the car, which I love. Um, but what 
and it, the way they pan around, because it's in a tunnel that they, like, go through, um, and then you go around the car, or you go around the bend, and then for some reason they're, they've apparently been driving on the wrong side of the road this whole time. <laughs> That's why they're completely on the wrong side of the road, yeah. and they go around a bend, and a semi checks their privilege and yeah. smacks them right in the fucking face, and it turns, and it's just instant semi truck lights, which yeah. are terrifying in person. And it, and it comes along with the the big loud horn of the semi truck, they do the horn like the as echoing well. one, where it's like, and it's just, and then you see their faces, and they are just fucked. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's, there, it's very clear they're dead, and then they come back to that twice. The first time, it's like, yeah, impactful, but the second time when they come back, when it's, like, more it's like from- gruesome. With the sister screaming, and her yeah. screams are distorted and stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I loved how he put a horror aspect on top of this psychedelic thing. Yeah, I would love it if he would do a, a thriller with this type of aesthetic. I bet that movie would be so good if he did, like, a creepy horror movie. Are you talking about that one, what, all of them? <laughs> what one are you talking about? Climax. No, that's the best not a, one. How is that a horror movie? It's a psychological thriller. Definitely, that's the genre. Is it? Someone gets set on fire. Okay, so enter the void. Parents die. Kids separate. Brother moves to Tokyo. Uh, let's, let's go back to the how. Why were the kids separated? I don't know. Is that isn't that something they don't do in foster homes? They, I thought they like. I think the grandparents were like, we only want one. <laughs> <laughs> the other one's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> They're both. I don't know. That sister gives me weird looks. Right? It's she, like sometimes she, I'm like, you're beautiful. Other times I'm like, Are you, have you had facial reconstruction surgery? <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> she's um, she's also weird. Uh, I I heard that she got the part um, because they said that she was perfect for it because she loved screaming and being naked. <laughs> Sign me Which up. honestly, why didn't I get cast? Yeah, I was gonna say that's your ideal thing. What, what do you hate hell? most in this world? Clothes. Clothes and white people. <laughs> I can get rid of all of them. <laughs> Go to Japan and get nude. <laughs> You're cool with Asians, but not white people. Yeah, not white people. That's fair. Um, you know her name, the actress's name is Paz. Do you know what Paz is in Spanish? No. Peace. Peace. Like, yeah, Paz. Oh, Paz. That's cute. That's needless information. <laughs> we educate people. That's what we do here. Um, it's either peace or ocean. I can't remember. Also, can we just talk about, so then they grow up. Time jump. They're adults. Alex or Oscar's selling drugs to afford a plane for his sister to come. How come they were in contact but they couldn't see each other? Because one what? of them was in Japan. Oh, he he like moved to Japan as a yeah. kid. Yeah. Okay. I thought he moved there as an adult. Maybe. See, that's where the, I was confused. The plot of this movie is not important. Enough. Yeah. See that this that's that's where I start like. Once you lose the visuals of the movie, then you're like, oh, fuck, it's really not that great. But, I but the like visuals are so good. But I feel like there's a deeper message here, but maybe it's just the trippy psychedelic. It literally energy. isn't. There has to be. No. See, that's why I think it's a... No, guess Barnaway said there literally isn't. He said it's literally just some guy dying while he's on drugs. So this is the thing with Oscar and his sister. I can't tell. Does everybody just want to fuck his sister? Because Alex's <laughs> entire personality is giving Oscar this book and talking about how much he wants to fuck his sister. Yeah, and that's why Oscar is my favorite character. Or no, Alex. <laughs> Alex. The weird Transylvanian, uh, what is he, French, German? Whatever, I, though. I love him. Yeah. yeah I, <laughs> where's Oscar? They shot him. 
the fuck? <laughs> he just goes in, he just books it and goes into hiding. I love Alex. Um, Victor in that scene's pretty good. Victor is the, like, 15-year-old, right? Yeah. Who, okay. English. So, not only is Oscar a drug dealer... He's also a motherfucker. He's a motherfucker. He fucks the- he fucks his stepmom. That's his stepmom he's fucking. No. Yes! It's Victor's- it's, yeah, it's Victor's stepmom. Oscar is fucking Victor's stepmom. Or, or Victor's mom. Oscar fucks Victor's mom. Which is his stepmom. Cause he lived with them. He, I think they- yeah, I mean they invite him to live with them. What is a stepmother other than someone who I steps mean, in? <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's fine. Yeah, no, that's fine. Stepmother's fine. You can fuck your stepmom, that's fine? Yeah, no, well, I mean, you can, yeah, legally. Yeah. You, you can, that's, that's not a bad thing. Um, I feel like when you- Neither here nor there. No, 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 it is here or there. <laughs> it is- We have to cut all of that out. <laughs> Sorry, Sasha, in the future. And basically, the movie just kind of chronicles that. Oscar Love fucks him. the mom. He fucks the mom. His sister becomes a stripper. And it's, they sort of paint into why he does the drugs. It's because, like, he witnessed a very horrific death of his parents yeah. and was fully caught, which I guess would drive anybody to drugs. Yeah. But he seems to take a hard left turn into him in his, like, mid-twenties once he moves to Japan. He yeah. Gets, but before that, he just fucks moms to get over his grief. There is a very strange, like, Oedipus... I, I feel like I bring up Oedipus Complex in the wrong terminology, but this is the correct one where he constantly wants to fuck moms because he doesn't have one anymore. Yeah. There's so much boob suckling in this movie. Yeah, there is. There's so much boob suckling, which is fine in small doses, but after a while, it's like, this is- This is a lot. I need to call my therapist. <laughs> now I think I have mommy. Yeah, I'm like, this is gross. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, I- And honestly, for me, that's one thing that- takes me out of this movie just is the boob suckling no <laughs> the meaning behind the boob suckling because like usually if we didn't need the mommy complex yeah we don't need that the movie's fine without it and i feel like the sister complex is already also there hold on hold on hold on no i will i will i will go back on my statement we do need the mommy complex because it comes back to him needing a mother and having to be reborn to have a mother again yeah i mean the, i just feel like the fucking you didn't like the 20-minute well, orgy scene at the end? Oh, no, I love the 20-minute orgy 30 different... Scene. I watched that, and I was like, oh, yeah, people having sex, and then 20 minutes later, still people having sex. Yeah. I, I just feel like the the like the like guy fucking a mom because he never had a mom, it just to me, is a boring subplot yeah. for a character. It's a boring characteristic for someone to have for I, a protagonist, and it doesn't make me more interested in him. I do like how there was no dialogue about it. It was all just visual. Yeah. Yeah. Which is porny, but I would take that over someone explaining someone having a mother complex. Yeah, any don't the watch the movie Love, which is the movie he did after this. Is it's, that all explaining why people fuck people? Basically, yes. Gross. And it's two, also two hours long, and it is so much, so much worse than this. I just... Nobody should watch that movie, to be honest. I'm gonna watch it now. I wanna see all his There's a 3D though. cum shot. There's a 3D cum shot in this. No, but like it was actually. Did they in spray 3D. cum in you on the, <laughs> in the theater? <laughs> That's what that means! No, it's a 3D cum shot. No, like I think it, like they had like glasses, like the 3D, like back in the day, the 3D glasses and the cum like comes out. And it's just a dude in front of you just fucking until the scene hits. <laughs> It's a 4D movie. So you can get the, 
they sm- they missed you with like hot, <laughs> hot guy comes up. some hot gel. <laughs> it's just heated up sweetened condensed milk. Ew. Have you had sweetened condensed I know, milk? I'm on never a cracker? going to now. I think I have some. You want to try sweetened Absol- condensed milk on a cracker? No. It's a Cuban delicacy. I don't want to eat your communist food. <laughs> Nobody does. That's why everybody's trying to get out. Nobody does. <laughs> I've seen all the spam in your pantry. I don't want any part of that. Spam is not a Cuban problem. It's a Dutch problem. That's the bad side of me that caused that. <laughs> the tainted side. <laughs> it is. Spam is a Dutch thing. Um, so we have a 3D cum shot. It's not yeah. 3D, but so I I know we're jumping ahead, but can we talk about when we become the sperm? Yes, absolutely. So there, honestly, I feel like we were the sperm the whole time. I mean, you were. <laughs> I'm, I'm you just still a big are. Sp- yeah, I'm just a big sperm still, now. You're shaped like one. <laughs> just kidding. I, I think that's a compliment. I I'm just kidding. I'm just salty because you. You're salty because you're a sperm. I'm salty because I'm a sperm. <laughs> salty like this sperm. This is disgusting. This is. I knew this episode was going to be gross. There's 30 minutes of fucking. Yeah, there is. So after the 30 minutes of fucking of multiple different people in this, what I assume is a hotel. Yeah, it's a love hotel. Uh, where vaginas glow. Yes. Which I thought was very beautiful. Absolutely. I have no feminist trades in me, but that was a feminist thing where I was like, yes, vaginas should glow. They should. Um, they then cut to the sister being fucked by the Alex. mob boss. No, not oh. Alex. It's the mob boss. Or the guy who owns the strip club. Oh, Mario. Mar- Why is his name Mario? I don't know. It's great. <laughs> his name is Mario, and it. I can't remember if it's a hard cut or if it zooms in on her vagina. Uh, I think it zooms in. And then it, like, does one of those, like, black... A black transition. Yeah. And then we see, like, fleshy walls. And at first, don't... I have I know, to get, I I have know, to get through this. Yeah, you're, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll do. I'm trying to be supportive. We, we <laughs> see fleshy walls, and at first I'm like, "Oh, we're like inside the person," and then the camera does a spin, almost as like a jump scare of a giant penis head. And I'm not kidding; it's a it's, whole penis head. It's a whole and all. I want to. I want to know. I want to have a conversation. But the with, person who had to make that. Model. Yeah, yeah, with the the VFX artist who had to do that. Do you think he used his own as... <laughs> he just put a camera, like, inside he of a 3D printed it. He <laughs> 3D printed it. I, so, and it's fully in and out. It's not just the head. It's fully simulated sex. Yeah. All the way to the ejaculation, and then we zoom in on the ejaculation to the point where the whole screen becomes angelic spirals of gooey sperm, and it's beautiful. It's glorious. It's so good. And then... We zoom out of the sperm, and it goes to the sperm hitting the walls of the womb, and then it goes to the sister giving birth to Alex. Because this whole time, after he gets shot, the camera pans out from his body, and we're essentially viewing the events of his prior life and the life around him as Alex is like a specter. And it all ends... With him becoming sperm again and being born from his sister. I feel like Actually, is... no, I'm pretty sure he's born from his mom. The ending is him being born from his mom. Who's his sister? His sister is Linda. <laughs> it's his sister! Okay. You don't think it's his sister? No, I'm just saying what I read, I'm pretty sure they say that it's his mom. So he's... Because I know it's his sister, like, during that whole scene. Like, you're inside of his sister. But I think when he's reborn, it's like... Um, it's supposed it's to be mem- his mother? It's supposed to be his mom. Yeah, it's him being reborn out of his mom. 
I don't like that ending. I like my ending better. See? <laughs> I like my ending. <laughs> I think most people like that ending better. <laughs> I feel like it's supposed to be that. It, uh, why would you zoom in on the sister if the sister isn't giving birth to him? Oh, look, I didn't make the movie page. Call him. Call Gaspar. One second. One eight hundred flashing lights. <laughs> Bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't paid my taxes. No. We. <laughs> God. Sibian. Sibian. Come and stop. Stop. <laughs> Coma is stop. <laughs> so oh. so he gets born from his sister. It has to be his sister. Okay. No, 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 no. What? Don't. I didn't. I just said okay. <laughs> okay, so he's being reborn from his sister. That's I another think... speculation of it. But that's not what Gaspar said? I don't think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he said it's his, he's being reborn from his mom. Hmm. So it's the most traumatic experience. Then what's the deal with him wanting to fuck his... I feel like we have no payoff for him there, fucking his that's sister. That's what I say. Uh, so I think that version is better. Because um, then we have a reason why all that shit is in there. Gaspar, in a way, is just kind of a pretentious asshole, if I'm being honest. I think he's just a pervert. I don't think... Oh, he is, but he thinks it's like... Yeah, artsy? he definitely is. He I mean, it is artsy, but uh, he definitely goes past that point. <laughs> mm-hmm. He definitely is somebody who uses artsy, who I feel like probably uses artsy to justify his weird, wanting weird to fuck his sister, stylistic decisions. Well, yeah, because um, I stand alone is literally a man just wandering around France wanting to fuck his daughter, and at the end of the movie, I think he just fucks his daughter, and she's like mentally handicapped. Oh, so he made old boy, basically. Hmm. We don't um, need that movie twice. We got it twice, but we didn't need it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, the the sister, I feel like, they, I don't really think they needed to expand on the sister because they give us enough information about her and the movie is damn near long enough. But, like, she's definitely, as, like, Oscar's using drugs to kind of grapple with the trauma, she's using sex. Oh, I, she is! Yeah. I didn't think about that. So I feel like, and because of his weird Oedipus thing and her weird sex thing... And the fact that they're together, it makes this it makes for this weird chemistry between them. They're both broken people needing things to survive. Yeah, but they don't know how to get the the pro they don't get the proper things that they need. So they go for the things that they know. And those things aren't always appropriate between brothers and sisters. <laughs> well, I feel like doing drugs with your siblings is fine. I guess. It's less it's gonna require less therapy than fucking each other. Yeah. Don't fuck your siblings. I don't know how to make that any more clear. Um, do you feel? I think it was. I think it's cool that you mentioned, uh, like you comparing this to Black Swan, because I feel like I, <laughs> feel I like, compare everything to Black. Well, Swan. Well, yeah, you do. <laughs> but this, this specifically, um, because Black Swan and the wrestler use like Aronofsky techniques that don't aren't really prevalent in his other movies. But that it's in this one where it's shooting somebody like in the middle of the frame from the back. Yeah. And, like and following them. Yeah, because it gives it almost like a documentary feel. Yeah, yeah. And um I I this movie I always think of when I think of that style of shooting. I always cause this movie just I mean, that's the poster of the movie, is like the back of his head. It's yeah. one of the, the shots. It's, there, there's not a lot of back of head though. There really is there's You more... follow the like a whole part of the act is the back of Oscar's head. You like follow him over his shoulder. Over his shoulder but you don't see his head, you see his hands. No, you see his head. I'll run the movie right now. Okay. We'll we'll come back three. Okay. Three hours later. <laughs> I it's all it's all like hardcore Henry style where you just not the it. whole thing. 
Well, just no, the first half. Just the first. So the first half, you don't see the back of his head. Yeah, that's 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 when you see his hands. That's first person, and then after that, when you come back to the bar shot. Oh yeah, when he's all, when he's a all... specter, because he's literally observing himself. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the whole rest of the movie. You're right. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm sorry. You forget this movie's five hours long. It's an endurance test. Yeah. Okay, and I passed. Yeah. I love this movie. This it. It is like Black Swan. It's it's searching for something you don't have that you don't necessarily need. Where Nina is searching. This is stupid. <laughs> so yeah, that's where I learned with these movies, like the difference between watching very visually um, pronounced films, because you can use those kinds of styles in a lot of different genres, but like the the boundaries of like how and where you use that can shift because like like we said in the first episode, like liking trippy visual movies isn't really a genre, so there aren't really rules that you have to abide by when you yeah. do stuff that's like really cinematography and editing heavy. Yeah. So I mean, you can get stuff like like Edgar Wright's movies, which are like kind of like action comedy movies, but they're utilizing the visual medium very, very well. With the editing. Or, yeah. The editing is amazing. Yeah. Or you, and then you, like we were saying, um, like American Animals, it's like kind of showing you a story. Yeah. And then like the cut is what, what makes it. And then I feel like Gaspar in a way takes a turn with more experiential films, where this is way more like strapping you into a seat and yeah. pushing you through this, like, phenomenon. Yeah. As opposed to you watching something. This isn't a story, this is an experience. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's to me, what makes it so groundbreaking. This, So I tried to find trippy movies, like, back in the day. Like, I watched the old 1970s Suspiria. Yeah. Which isn't as trippy as everybody makes it out to be. This <laughs> is what I wanted when I went on that bender. Yeah. Was this trippy nuts, like, you said. This, this fulfills all of that. It's so good. And I think, I, I want to say, like, it's pretty well remembered for being that, because I don't think a movie's gotten near that nearly as well. And what I think is really cool is how naturalistic everything is, because they used almost no, like, like setup lighting. Yeah. Tokyo's just that weird to look at. It's so cool. Yeah, and then with all the other tricks that he uses in his filmmaking, it just ends up with this, like, eye fuck of a movie. And I, I think that's crazy. But the, the the use of all the lights and stuff is just, it's so just blasting. It's, this this is what I think Speed Racer should have been with the colors. I knew you were going to say of that. Of course, because there's so many that. neons, but it's yeah. with lights, it's not with And costuming. it changes, because you have like like the neon next to like the grunge outdoor aesthetic, like at night. Yeah. And um, when, like, Oscar and, and uh, Alex are walking through the street, then you have, like, the black light of, like, the clubs and that whole black light of the Tokyo The mini Tokyo? Line. Yeah, the mini Tokyo. That scene, I mean, that scene's, like, very much just there to look cool, but it, it works and it makes sense. So that, that scene, he sits there and he's like, wouldn't it be cool if you just looked in and there were, like, all people fucking in this? And then it pans yes, to the that, end and, and that's, the, that's the building where everybody is fucking. Yeah. This yeah. movie tells you the whole plot. Which oh, I, yeah. It's I, great. I wish more movies would do that. It's it's almost like um a psychological epic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you're not like go it's not like an actual epic where you're on a journey going somewhere, but like it's like the same night break basically. Yeah. But like your mind is going through so much and you're processing so much. We see an abortion. Yeah. Like the, we see death, we see abortion, we see all kinds of stuff. I love this movie. Yeah. I I don't I mean, I may be being a little ballsy here, but I feel like if I watch it, this is a movie I want to show people. This is this yeah. is how like I am with Requiem for a Dream, where I don't tell anybody about it. I just go, we're watching a movie. Yeah, you definitely have to. 
Um, I think with this movie, you really just have to know the audience. Like, there are just obviously people who are just not going to like it. Like, yeah. it's just not for them. But, like, if someone's like, I want to watch some trippy shit, I, this is the movie I always say. I'm like, if you haven't seen Enter the Void, it's, like, a go-to staple. If you yeah. like trippy movies, like, this is a have to watch. And it's 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 a quality one. It's it's. I feel like with a lot of those ones in that genre, you show them, like, the quintessential one, but it's not quality. This is, this is both the quintessential one and it holds up. Everybody's going to be impacted whether they like it or not. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, and it's going to be something that's going to spark a conversation, which is what I think all filming should be, is that you should be sitting there outside the movie theater afterwards talking about what the fuck you just saw. Yeah, which this movie is definitely- it's that to a T. Yeah, yeah. This movie, I feel like people, you talk, it's one of the few movies that I think people talk about for a while. Like, yeah. it's, I think it's partly because it's so long and there's so much in it, but like, it's not a movie that you can just sit down. Like, even for me, like, I've been watching this movie, like, it's been years that I've just slowly been processing this movie. This, uh, this, I, I'm obsessed with this. I, I immediately bought the poster. One, because I've seen that poster everywhere. That poster yeah, is amazing. Yeah, I get another trippy staple. Yeah. Yeah, it's that the poster's po sweet. I've seen that Both of them. Because there's the one that's the Enter the Void sign, the, and then like, there's the building. one that's like the back of his head. Yeah, I like with, the building like, the screen. more. The, I like the building more, Because it's slightly too. skewed. Yeah. Even though it's not what the Void looks like in the <laughs> movie. <laughs> the Void is like this gross, well, almost yeah. bathroom. And it's just got, it just says The Void in black and white uh -oh. letters. It's fine. So what did you think of this movie, Sasha? Oh, I mean, I love this movie. It's a trippy classic. Um, I honestly enjoyed revisiting it more than I thought I would. So. When's the last time you saw it? I want to say I saw it like last year. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, but I kind of slept through it because I was not in the mood to sit through this movie. But my friend had never seen it, and she was like, I really want to see Into the Void. I love trippy movies. I'm like, okay. And she was obsessed with it. She's like, that was the coolest movie I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. Was this, a, no, it was Climax that the person couldn't watch it again because it was Yeah, yeah, it made them like, yeah. Definitely don't show them this, though. Yeah. <laughs> I give this movie 10 hits of DMT out of 10. Damn, 10 out of 10. This is, uh, this is my highest rated one just because I was that impacted by it. Understandable. And I'm st it's, it's, it's been a while since I've seen a movie that I think about. For so Normally I just take them and go, and it's a movie, and then yeah. I walk away. This is the one where I'm like, that was a fucking movie. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I mean, I'd say I give this 7 hits of DMT out of 10. 7 hits of DMT. Don't do DMT, kids. Don't do DMT. Or do DMT. It's fine. If you like this. this podcast, do DMT. No! If you like this podcast, die. <laughs> 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 da, 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 da. <laughs>